Hi, welcome to More with Nikki Dutton. Each episode of this podcast exists to help us see the more in life that's all around us every day. My hope is that in these next few minutes, we are able to breathe a little light and life into your space as you listen. I'm so happy that you're here. Hi everyone, happy almost Thanksgiving. We are officially in the holiday season and that's kind of crazy considering the year that we have all had. I know for Scott and I, we are so looking forward to some Christmas lights, having a Christmas tree in our apartment, the baking, the cheesy Christmas movies, like only all of the good stuff is what we are wanting out of the next six weeks. And that's because let's be real. This has been a hard year. It has kind of been a lot. And for me to recognize that, for me to say that out loud is a lot because I am your stereotypical Enneagram 7, super over optimistic, very positive, totally see the world through rose-colored glasses. And I often have a hard time calling it how it is, but even someone who has my disposition can look at this last year and say, man, this was not what we expected. This has been hard at just a national and global level. But even personally, there have just been a lot of things that have happened in the last year that I think have made me even more ready for this holiday season. And when I think about even recording this podcast episode, it has been a bit delayed. And that has been because I have felt tired. I have felt kind of drained and exhausted. I felt not like myself. And it's not because anything major has changed since the last time we were hanging out together on this podcast episode. I think it's because even though sometimes I like to imagine that I'm above change, that I am not affected by all the things that are going on, that I'm not affected by all the change that has happened in my life personally in the last year, moving coast to coast, getting new jobs, switching into new positions, making new friends, leaving old friends, being so far from family, even though I know that those things are true, I like to think that, yeah, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm fine. And while I like to believe that maybe I might be above that change, certainly my body and my heart keeps count. And I think that I have just come to a point in my season where I'm just starting to feel a little bit more of that tired. I'm feeling a little bit more of that discouraged and recording this podcast episode has been put off because I've thought, well, I'm not chipper enough or I don't have enough energy or maybe I don't even have enough time. And so I am coming at you right now at the time of this recording, you know, at 11 p.m. at night from our makeshift podcast studio, which is the closet. And I am just sitting here and just going to get through this episode, not because I feel like I need to check it off, but because it's something I really have been excited about because the topic and the title for this podcast episode is that less is more. And this has been an idea that has been at the forefront of my mind for a couple months now. And after I wrapped up recording the first podcast episode, I knew that this was the first thing that I wanted to talk about because the title of this whole podcast is more. And we talk about finding more in your family and your friends and your life and your home, looking for more in life and in your relationship with God. But I think 
that I am starting to realize a misconception I had about more, a misconception about what it meant to look like to pursue more in your life, to pursue more in your friends and in your family. And that is exactly why today we're going to be talking a little bit about how less is often more. Because when I entered into my version of quarantine, when we were sitting in California at the time and all of our offices went completely remote, we didn't know what things would look like, restaurants shut down, movie theaters shut down, it was like this busyness and this activity that I was used to, that I was accustomed to, just stopped overnight. And You've heard everyone talk about this, but for me, then I went through that season and I did actually keep up a fair amount of work through my volunteering while I was even in quarantine and working remotely. I kept up a good bit of hours working towards projects, but I think that after Scott and I moved to Texas and once I uh, got into my new role and there was an office to go to and there was work to be done and even you know, minus going into the office, I think that I came out of quarantine ready to take on as much as I could. And I think that the world felt kind of that way. I mean, one of my friends, she was joking that you didn't truly come out of quarantine unless you came out as a coach or with a podcast because it feels like everybody has a podcast. Everybody's coaching in these coaching groups and I'm literally doing both of those things right now. Those are two of the big projects that are on my plate and I think that yeah as a way of coping through this weird season, this unknowing, all of it, I think that the way that I coped was to fill up my life with activity. So as I came out of quarantine, I took on a couple projects. I started a few of my own projects and I was working and I was actually at the time doing two contract jobs just to fill up my whole work week. And it came to be October and I realized that I had taken on more than I could handle. I had totally bit off more than I could chew. And I was starting to feel overwhelmed. I was starting to feel like my head was slipping below water. Like I wasn't getting the things done that I needed to. I was struggling. I was really, really struggling. And wouldn't you know, with all the things that I was involved in, it felt like they all kind of came to a head in this one two-week period in October where everything was due, everything had an event, everything required like full attention. And I remember making a list for myself during those two weeks that was kind of my stabling force. And the first thing was to seek the kingdom first. As someone who loves the Lord and pursues Jesus, I knew that for me to survive and for me to uh, just keep a right mindset about things, I had to seek the kingdom first. And then my second rule for myself during those busy days was that I wanted to be good at what mattered. And what mattered most was being a good wife, being a good sister, being a good friend, being a good daughter. And that matters most. And then this third rule, the last rule, 
which is something that I actually learned from one of my previous supervisors, was that work is a distant third and that I have to seek the Lord first and then I have to seek my family next and that work will always fall third. And so with work, even though it was the third thing on that daily list, it was the thing that was demanding the most of my time. And by work, I don't just mean my job. I I mean my grad school homework and my projects and things like that. And with that, I just tried to be present when I was there. So if I'm sitting in grad school, which I did not do a great job at this, just trying to be totally present for that session, for that classroom teaching. Um, If I am working on a project for my job, to be totally focused there. And then when I'm at home, to try to be totally focused at home. So during those two crazy weeks, those were the three ground rules that I laid for myself, was to seek the kingdom first, to be best at what matters most, and then to be as present as I could with the work that needed to happen. But honestly, even with those great, great rules, I just have felt like I was operating out of too much. And for me, I've always been someone who has enjoyed being a part of groups, being a part of projects, being able to lead something, to guide something. And I think this we- this year has been really telling for so many of us. And someone that I really respect has talked about how uh, for those of us that know the Lord, like he is truly bringing things up in ourselves and kind of revealing the things and bringing the things to the surface that need to be addressed so that we can leave them behind so that we can stop stuffing them down so that we can stop, stop covering them up and we can truly move ahead into new territory and into new wholeness and healing. And that has happened at the same time as all of these commitments. So at the same time, while I was loading up my place, with everything good, with everything awesome, with everything exciting, with every opportunity, there has also been kind of this um, stuff that has been coming up to the surface in my relationships, you know, in my marriage, in my own self, in my view of the nation, in my view of the church, in all of these areas, there have just been these things that have been coming up to the surface. And so I found myself in the middle of October just feeling uh, really overwhelmed and really unsure of what I needed to do next. And as I was praying and asking God and asking people that I admire and that I love, like my husband and my friends, like, what do you think I should do? Um, the same message kept coming up over and over and over again. And often when God is trying to teach me something, that's how it happens. It just comes up in every direction that someone mentions it, you know, in a conversation. And then uh, I have a grad school assignment that mentions it. And then I'm listening to a sermon and it comes up there. And then I'm reading a book and it comes up there. It just feels like it comes up everywhere. And the thing that kept coming up everywhere was the um, goodness and really the priority that can be found in stillness. Uh, the truth that maybe sometimes less is more. And this has been something that I have been learning a lot about, that I have been wrestling with. And so I did a poll on my Instagram and a bunch of you responded. And I asked, what 
do you find yourself in? Do you feel like you're in a season of too much or do you feel like you're in a season where you're so bored? And some of you did say that you feel like you are in a season where you feel so bored. Like you still feel like you are stuck in the Tiger King part of quarantine where there is nothing else on and you are just waiting for someone to give you something to do. So some of you that are listening to this, you do feel that. And then for a lot of us, and for actually the majority of the people who responded to that poll, um, most of us said that we feel a bit overwhelmed, like a bit um, above what we feel like we can do on our own. So that just kind of begs the question of why. Why do we put ourselves in these situations where we have more than we can handle? And is that good? Is that okay? And for me personally, And this season, I feel like the Lord has been asking me to cut back and to create space. So for all of these things that I have committed to, I feel like a mirror has been put up to me about why did you commit to that thing? And most of the time, it's because I love the organization or the people behind it. I believe in it and I just want to be a part of it because it's awesome or Maybe it's because the project or the task lines up with my skills or my interest. And maybe sometimes it's just because someone reaches out to me and they say, hey, I think you'd be really good at this. You should do this. But honestly, if I'm getting really, really, really honest with you, I think that sometimes I find meaning in being connected. I like to be busy. I like to be dependent on. And I like sometimes to feel like I am a crucial component to something getting done. It makes me feel important. It makes me feel valued. It makes me feel needed. And those aren't bad things. But I do feel like for me, they have been a bit misplaced. And maybe today, as you're listening to this podcast, and if you put a mirror up in front of yourself for the things that you've committed to, maybe you might see the same thing. And sometimes you might put the mirror up and the truth in what you see reflected back to you is that you are exactly where you need to be and that you could actually do more. There's more that you could take advantage of in that opportunity. But for me, I felt like the best thing, the best next step in my life in this season, considering all that I can understand about what God is teaching me and what is going on in my heart and my mind and in my life is that I needed to cut back. And that is not something that I have done very often. And so what this has looked like is having some hard conversations with people that I love and admire, those people I told you that I jumped at the opportunity to get to be a part of their team. I jumped at the opportunity to get to serve with them. I've had to have some hard conversations and say either I overcommitted or that commitment has changed and I'm having to pull back from that commitment. And it's not for a lack of love or a lack of belief, but just out of an attempted obedience and at an attempt to create space and to create stillness. And then it has also looked like becoming more comfortable with stillness, which, spoiler alert, I am not very good at. 
because something I noticed in this quarantine time is that even in my physical space, like my workspace or my home space, it's been filled with more noise than normal. There's always um, music. There's always a soundtrack. There's always a show. There's tons of screens everywhere. I know we've all felt that screen fatigue over the last six months. There's just been so much noise, like literal noise in my life that uh, some of the practice of having less is more in this season for me is driving in the car and not turning on the radio or LOL, not turning on a podcast, which if you're listening to this in the car, stop it if you need to. But I just have been trying to practice having a little bit more stillness in my drive. And it has also looked like not eating out as much, not grabbing as much food to go and ordering delivery, but actually taking the time to cook a meal. And instead of binge watching a reality TV show that no one has heard of, because I've already caught up on all my episodes of Dancing with the Stars and America's Got Talent and The Bachelorette. So now I'm watching this random, random reality TV show just because I want to numb my mind out. I am instead (laughs) trying to go for a walk or just trying to sit or read. And that sounds so simple. It sounds so elementary. But if you're anything like me, it's actually pretty hard and pretty revolutionary. And the sum of it is, for me, I have been a bit overwhelmed, a bit fatigued, a bit exhausted, not just by the commitments, but by the things that uh, in God's goodness, he's bringing up to the surface right now. And I don't feel like I've had enough space in my life to deal with those feelings, those thoughts, those relationships that I'm needing to create a little bit of space. And even for um, things that I love, not even the bad things, but the things that I love, like this podcast or like connecting with my friends and family or like, you know, spending time making this new Texas space home. I haven't had time for that because I've been so driven by to do's and driven by commitments. And Again, maybe you don't find yourself in this season, and that's okay. I think that there is a gift and a beauty in the fact that we all are navigating different types of seasons. But for the 60-whatever percent of you, I think it was like 60 or 70 percent of you that on that Instagram poll said you do feel overwhelmed and you do feel like you have too much on your plate Maybe there's something hidden inside of this message today that makes you start to think maybe there's some ways that you could create space. And I just want us to not be afraid of the less, to not be afraid of the space, to not be afraid of the quiet, to not be afraid of not having all of these things that command our attention. Because like I said, for me, I think I've realized that the reason that I committed to many of those things is out of a misplaced significance, out of a misplaced meaning, out of this misplaced misconception of what more is supposed to look like. 
And again, if you are in a place where the Lord is saying, it is time for you to step in, it's time for you to step up, it's time for you to take that risk, it's time for you to make that call, this podcast is no, in no way an opportunity for you to get to sidestep that invitation because I have so many stories of these seasons where I felt like I needed to step up and I needed to step into more. And I remember one of those seasons, This is so weird. But one of those seasons was that when I first graduated college, I actually graduated in December of 2014. So a lot of my friends stayed on campus and they weren't graduating until May. So I was just really struggling with the fact that all of my friends were still together, still having fun. And I was in this new city with new people, a new job, a new like life rhythm. I worked from nine to five and then I had the evenings free. I didn't have homework anymore. I didn't know what to do with myself. And in that season, I made this really funny commitment to myself that I was going to say yes to everything that was not morally questionable. So if someone were to offer me something like drugs, I would have said no. No. But if someone were to invite me to run a half marathon, I would say yes. And that literally happened. In that season, I ran a half marathon. In that season, I made new friends. I tried new foods. I went on trips that I would have maybe talked myself out of. And so there have totally been seasons, although that's a super silly example, where I have said yes, where I have tried to push myself to reach higher and to do more. I think that there's so much validity to that. So please, if you're listening to this episode, know that you have all the grace, all the permission, all the support to run harder after whatever you need to go after. But for me, like I said, in this season, I think what really got me was that my checks for success they changed. And I am a pretty externally motivated person. I love to be around people. I love to work in groups. I love to be on teams. I love to be in an environment where I see people every day. And I think that I had grown accustomed to getting affirmation and getting checks from a lot of the people around me that I would see. And in March, when we all withdrew into our homes and the world went internal, so did my checks. I didn't have this team to bounce my approval off of. I didn't have um, all these people that I was seeing and being surrounded with to be able to kind of help me know where I was falling that day. And I'm not saying that's a healthy way to get your validation at all. I'm just saying, honestly, I think that that's the habit that I had built for myself. And so right now I am attempting to step into a season of less is more. And like I said, that just looks like uh, cutting back on some of my commitments. It looks like being fully present where I can and to the things that I do feel like I am supposed to keep my feet planted in. And to be sure, some of those things are hard. Some of those days do require this overcoming. So it's not that I get to just dip out when something gets hard. But I do feel like I'm just trying to build more margin, build more space, and just become more familiar with stillness and with solitude and with quiet because those are things that are not if you knew my brain and my heart, are not associated with me at all. If I had to rank words that I liked, those words would fall very, very, very low on the list. So just know that 
this podcast episode doesn't end with a neat and tidy bow. It doesn't end with me telling you here are the five steps you can do. Step one to get more stillness in your life. Step two to find more peace. Step three to find yourself in the middle of all this noise. That's not this podcast. This is not um, that simple. And there are so many resources out there that even some of you have shared with me that are so good that have already been written about that. Books that have been written, podcasts that are totally dedicated to that, um, people that have made their whole platform to invite people into stillness. And some of those have been books that I've read this semester in grad school. So yes, I do know about a lot of those resources. And this podcast is not necessarily a resource that's meant to be all-inclusive or that's meant to cover all the bases. More than anything, this is just a genuine me to you that if you've been a bit in over your head, me too. Or if you feel a little bit tired and fatigued and you don't even know why, me too. If you felt overly emotional some days, yeah, me too. Ask Scott. (laughs) Definitely me too. Um, But if you want to join me, I've started just trying to make a little bit more space and it has been hard but helpful. So this is a formal invitation to you as well over the next month, year, years, I don't know, to see what God does with that open space that's being created in my life. I think that's the most intimidating thing about it right now is I don't know what God's going to do with it. I I want it to be filled. <laughs> I don't I don't want it to stay empty. We Scott and I have this like really cool um like plant potter in our living room that has sat empty for months. And I'm like, we've got to put a fiddly fig in there, but we're trying to decide if we can go real or fake. So that's what's kept it empty. But I like for things that are empty to be filled. I like for spaces to be filled. I like for my time to be filled. And like I said earlier in this episode, I think sometimes that's just to cope with what's going on around me. That's just to cope with the feelings and the angst and the uncertainty And so, yeah, like I said, whatever you are at, whatever step you're at, wherever you are at, uh, there is space for you to be in progress as a part of this podcast community because I am certainly in that space. So let's not be afraid of the less because I think that we will be surprised by what is healed in that downtime and by what we hear and what is found in this space that we create. Until next time, I hope that you're doing well. Have a happy, happy Thanksgiving. And I can't wait to jump on here with you again very, very soon.